From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is Battleground Ballot Box. I'm Stephen Fowler. It's 2022. This year, Georgia has an outsized role in deciding the next steps of several big storylines in American politics. We've got a U.S. Senate race that could decide control of the chamber again, Republican primary battles that could decide former President Donald Trump's role in the GOP and the 2024 presidential race, and a governor's race that could decide Democrats' next crack at a winning coalition. I recognize that I serve as an, as an avatar for some of the transformations we've been able to put in our politics. Because SB 202, Georgia's Elections Integrity Act, makes it easy to vote and hard to cheat. Maybe okay. be a situation where one makes a conservative proposal and says, I'll see you and raise you by five. On today's episode, we look at some of the top storylines and predictions for Georgia politics in 2022. First, the biggest question on many people's minds centers around the Georgia governor's race. After losing by about 55,000 votes in 2018, Democrat Stacey Abrams became a national name for her work on voting rights, as well as registering voters and organizing them to participate in elections. This time around, she's got a huge national support, a formidable fundraising operation, and a message that is laser-focused on Georgia and not the national celebrity. I want to see us have one Georgia, and that means being willing to serve everyone, including those who don't always agree with you, and we have not seen that happen at the state level. Her messaging seems geared towards rural Georgia and tackling issues she says Republican leadership has failed to address in the last two decades of controlling the state. GOP attacks that paint her as an extreme liberal who wants to Californiafy the state may not carry as much weight the more she talks about rural health care and broadband and increased education spending. But then again, Abrams is quite the effective boogeyman to unite Republicans against her. Still, the governor's race seems like it's Abrams to lose. But incumbent Governor Brian Kemp says, not so fast. Kemp is the first lifelong Republican to lead Georgia since Reconstruction. In his first three years in office, he has championed a number of conservative causes, from strict abortion legislation to shrinking the size of state government to signing not one, but two massive election law overhauls. He's also been a champion for statewide issues that resonate beyond Atlanta. But I've also upheld my commitment to fight for rural Georgia, to strengthen rural Georgia. We have created a promise of the rural strike team. We have been laser focused on rural broadband with the passage of Senate Bill 2 in 2019. However, Kemp is facing at least three primary challengers, including Trump-backed former U.S. Senator David Perdue, because he did his job in certifying President Joe Biden's November 2020 election win in Georgia. It's a complete 180 from the 2018 election when Kemp the underdog defeated then-Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle in a primary runoff with the support of Trump. But Kemp's support appears stronger in conservative circles than a small but vocal minority wants you to think. He has a massive campaign war chest, endorsements from tons of local elected officials and lawmakers that represent key areas of the Republican base, and he has an extensive record overseeing a growing economy to prove to those voters he should stay the nominee. Plus, he's already beat Stacey Abrams once, something Kemp often talks about on the campaign trail. All of this drama comes because the Georgia GOP has been split into two broad camps after the 2020 election. 
those who support Trump and believe the election was stolen, and those who do not. In four key races, the former president has endorsed primary challengers to upend the status quo and continue to fight on his behalf. David Perdue for governor, Senator Burt Jones for lieutenant governor, former UGA football star Herschel Walker for U.S. Senate, and Congressman Jody Heiss for Secretary of State. Now, the Trump endorsement doesn't carry as much weight as it used to, necessarily, and the primary candidates have varying degrees of campaign infrastructure set up to get that endorsement in front of actual voters. Jones faces Senate pro tem Butch Miller in the race to lead the state Senate, and the two will battle over legislation during the 2022 legislative session. Herschel Walker is the financial frontrunner in the U.S. Senate race that challenged Democrat Raphael Warnock, but Agriculture Commissioner Gary Black has an army of endorsements from local lawmakers, mayors, city councilors, county commissioners, and nearly half the state's sheriffs. And Representative Jody Heiss wants to unseat Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, who has also gained Trump's ire for not overturning the election. But former Alpharetta Mayor David Belisle is running an aggressive statewide campaign with catchy digital ads that could give Heiss a run for his money or leave Heiss out of a runoff altogether. While we can't predict the future, it's clear that the success of Trump-backed campaigns would be one litmus test for the strength of Trump's message heading into the 2024 presidential race, where he seems likely to run again. The other big race to watch this year is the U.S. Senate contest. Democrat Raphael Warnock is seeking a full six-year term after winning a special election to fill the rest of Senator Johnny Isaacson's term. Warnock has made voting rights and health care central tenets to his time in office so far and is looking to continue to hit those topics on the campaign trail. His opponent will likely either be Herschel Walker, the Trump-endorsed former football star, or Gary Black, the state's popular agriculture commissioner. So far, Walker isn't really campaigning that much or doing many interviews. And Black may have to skew farther to the right to beat Walker, and that might turn off enough voters to miss getting 50% in November. However, Warnock is one of the more vulnerable U.S. Senators up for re-election in the top battleground state and a national environment that looks downright miserable for Democrats in the 2022 midterms could drag him down too. Expect a lot of money, a lot of ads, and a lot more to come about this race. In the first part of this year, what happens under the gold dome in the Republican-controlled legislature could affect the elections at the end of the year. 2022 will also be an important year for lawmaking. House and Senate leadership have their priorities, despite what those campaigning lawmakers might try. I think I've been pretty clear about that. We've got some important things to get done. Uh, public safety, mental health, the budget. Um, I mean, these are these are things that I think uh, we can make a difference in the lives of Georgians uh, in doing. I'm not going to uh, be distracted by what other people are doing in, in their campaigns. And one of the few big priorities for the year that will also be plenty talked about, Governor Brian Kemp supporting so-called constitutional carry for gun owners. I believe the United States Constitution grants the citizens of our state the right to carry a firearm without state government approval. For law-abiding Georgians, their carry permit is the founding document of our nation. And I look forward to working with the members of the House and the Senate, many who are here today, 
and groups like the NRA and GA2A on legislation, some of which has already been filed to get constitutional carry across the finish line this legislative session. There's also the big issue of the $27 billion state budget that could include pay raises for teachers and state employees, funding for things like mental health care and foster care changes, and what to do about income taxes because of recent surpluses. Another thing I'm watching? What legislation might arise from Georgia welcoming the recently announced Rivian Electric Vehicle Factory as the state's prominence in the EV industry continues to grow? And finally, the reality of a demographically and politically changing Georgia makes for some noteworthy dynamics across the state. Georgia's suburbs aren't white Republican bastions like they used to be, and Gwinnett County in particular will hold fascinating elections and storylines about the rise of South Asian voters. In the 6th and 7th congressional districts, newly drawn seats will create fierce primary battles within the Republican and Democratic parties, respectively and lawsuits over redistricting maps, election laws, vaccine mandates, and other hot-button issues could change the conversations even further as the year progresses. As a final note, I'd pay close attention to Southwest Georgia if you want to get a good idea of how the November election will go. Democrat Sanford Bishop has enjoyed comfortable victories with some crossover appeal, but Republicans are targeting his seat and several challengers are waiting in the primary. Plus, the 2nd District GOP has really been working harder than any other part of the state to organize local Republican parties and build campaign infrastructure to get out Republican votes. But all that attention on Southwest Georgia and the Black Belt that makes up a crucial part of the Democratic base could backfire for them. In 2020 and 2021, Democrats made the region a key focus of their campaigns, and the messaging around rural health care, internet access, and the economy resonated strongly there and across the state. While Republicans want to paint Democrats and Stacey Abrams as out-of-touch radicals, focusing on rural Georgia there will likely play into Abrams' hands with her new 2022 messaging, and it could be the decisive battleground that proves a Democratic victory. You can read more in-depth analysis of some of these storylines and more on our website. That's gpb.org battleground. Battleground Ballot Box is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. Our producer is Jess Mador. Our editor is Wayne Drash. Our engineer is Jesse Neiswanger, who also wrote our theme music. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks for listening. Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to store and lock away all medications to prevent theft and keep them away from children and pets. Old medications can be disposed at Dropbox locations. Dropbox locations can be found at opioidresponse.info. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.